KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. When you picture a ballet, what do you see? Graceful bodies moving across a stage, leaping, spinning, flowing together. Bodies that all kind of look alike, right? Look closer. What do they look like? Young women? Thin? Conventionally attractive? White? Normally in the corpse de ballet, all the dancers should look alike within the same height, the same skin color, the same shape, and African-American dancers weren't really in that ideal, um, what they would call physically designed anatomy for a ballet. Here in Philadelphia, that whole vision is being flipped on its head. Because guess what? Black girls and brown boys and all genders of people of color like ballet too. When I was younger, I felt like I didn't really fit in. Mm. Dancing in a room full of lighter people than me and then dancing in a room full of people who look just like me and darker. Just like the vibe in the room is very different. This is The John Cast a podcast about interesting and unexpected stories from Philadelphia. I'm Sabrina Boyd-Circa, and this week, we'll visit the Chocolate Ballerina Company to find out how they're making space for black and brown dancers as they prepare to present their own version of one of the world's most famous ballets, The Nutcracker, dipped in chocolate. At the Performance Garage in Fairmount, just a block and a half from Broad Street, a group of teenage dancers gather to practice. They're all wearing leotards and ballet slippers that match their skin. Brown. Dancers, let's go. We we have to work. From the moment I step in, it's clear that Chanel Holland-Pierre is in charge. She's teaching the class. She's working with the wardrobe specialist to distribute costumes. Yes, sir. We're going to do King Mountain. See if it's for the costumes. Hurry up. She's setting up the new sign they just got to promote the Nutcracker. This is their first time seeing the banners. Oh, yeah. She also brought her baby with her. He's so sweet, just sitting quietly in his stroller, watching a video on his tablet. He's not making any noise or being distracting. It's like he's used to this. Somehow, while balancing all of this, Chanel made time to step away and tell me about her experience as a dancer. I danced for almost 25, 29 years. Wow. <laughs> um, so when I started in ballet, um, I was mainly the only African-American or the only dark-skinned mm-hmm. African-American in my class. And I always never really felt like I belonged. And I always figured, why is it that... That's a pretty common experience for dancers of color. I danced for about 10 years when I was younger. And in all that time, I think there were two other black girls in my classes. And this was my small town dance class. By the time you get to professional level, it's even more rare. Did you see black and brown dancers in ballet like ever when you went to see performances? I had never seen an African-American dancer in a Nutcracker, no. That was my personal experience. I'm not going to say that it didn't exist. I'm saying that the five nutcrackers that I saw 
growing up from ages 10 to 20, I've never seen it. And I, and I always ask myself, like, why is that? Like, yeah. why is it that I'm not seeing dancers that look like me? And I know they exist. I know they're there. I read about them. I took class with some of them. I've seen mm -hmm. them walking down in Harlem streets. So I'm like, why are they not in these ballets? Of course, there are Black ballerinas out there. The first person who comes to mind for me is Misty Copeland. She became the first African-American woman to be a principal dancer with the American Ballet Theater in 2015. I remember that being big news, and she paved the way for other dancers of color. But that was pretty recent. The American Ballet Theater had been around for 75 years before that. Ballet originated during the Italian Renaissance, where it was often performed for nobles at high-class celebrations. So ballet's roots are white, but dance is a part of almost every culture. It's just that people picture black dancers doing hip hop or African dance. They don't often put black and ballerina together. And I always said it wasn't because we weren't good enough. We weren't chosen based off of how our physicality are as African-Americans and based off of what the overall uh, white collar and or certain class of people who support the arts, especially ballet, would picture what ballet is supposed to look like. They were unaware of the capabilities that we have. The limitations were placed on us before we even got in the dance room. Chanel wants to change what ballet is supposed to look like and show everyone that there are no limitations on how people of color can dance. I said, you know what, I'm going to start an African-American ballet company that's going to be targeted not only for just chocolate ballerinas, not only just black and brown ballerinas, but all ballerinas. That's why I chose the word chocolate. So I'm like, white chocolate and caramel and all different type of chocolate that you can say, you know, come together to share in this one moment of ballet. I love that. Chocolate comes in all shades, right? All shades, all flavors. Ready, here we go. Five, six, seven, eight. One, two. I got pretty nostalgic watching the chocolate ballerinas rehearse. I remember what it was like when I was a teenager, lining up in the corner to do turns and leaps across the room, watching myself in the mirror, hearing, remember to smile while we were running a number. But we were preparing for small recitals that our families would come to in a high school auditorium. We never did the Nutcracker and sold out venues like Drexel University's 450-seat Mandel Theater. The Chocolate Ballerina Company is doing big things. So in December, we do Nutcracker. Um, following Nutcracker, we do Swan Lake. And then following Swan Lake, we'll be doing Romeo and Juliet. So you'll get these classical, traditional ballets, and we give African-American cast and youth professional ballet dancers to be performers. Chocolate Ballerina is a dance company, so their lead dancers are professionals. Both youth and adult dancers come from all over the country to do these shows. We have the DMV area. We have um, people traveling from Detroit and Chicago, Alabama, and like all these different places, and Texas. And it's like, wow, like they're traveling here to Philadelphia to participate in this premiere production. They also offer free classes throughout the year for ages eight and up. We're talking pre-professional and professional-level training on a first-come, first-served basis. Finances can often get in the way of a dancer's dreams, 
not just the cost of classes, but the shoes, the clothes, competition fees, maybe private lessons if you really want to do this professionally. And that could be another reason why you don't see so many black and brown ballerinas. I think it's the accessibility. Hmm. It's the accessibility and there's the affordability too. And many ballet institutions, there are fellowship programs, there are scholarship programs, but they're very limited. Chanel is creating an opportunity for these students to learn and just to be exposed to ballet in ways they've never been before. They just started performing The Nutcracker last year. And before that, a lot of these students had never even seen the show. That came up during the pandemic when they weren't dancing in person, but they had classes and discussions online. You know, like we opened up, we had more time for conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what have you guys never seen? And they're like, I've never seen Nutcracker before and I've never seen this before. And I was like, you've never seen it. And they're like, no, I'm like, never seen a movie. They're like, there's a movie? I'm like, wait a minute, you never seen it on YouTube. <laughs> You know, like, I'm like, you're telling me that you have never seen this. Hmm. And they were like, no. Sometimes the chocolate ballerinas will take field trips to see professional ballet. Of course, in lockdown, that wasn't happening. But Chanel showed the movie of The Nutcracker. And that sparked an idea. Well, what would happen if we did The Nutcracker ourselves? Let's explore what that would look like. So they did it. They performed the Nutcracker themselves, and what it looked like was not your typical ballet. Well, parts of it were. The first act is strictly traditional ballet, Hmm. the traditional party scene, the traditional um, Rat King and Nutcracker soldier battle. You're going to see that. And then we're going to open your eyes to something else, to Hmm. say, like, this is what it is. And this is how we do it. And we're showing you that we're capable of doing it. And then let's introduce you to our world and our cultures and our foundations. Act two incorporates music and dance styles from Brazil, Egypt, and West Africa, as well as hip hop. The dance I saw them practicing had a 70s funk theme. We're still doing traditional choreography. Yeah. We're just adding that little bit of dipped in chocolate so that you could say that richness where you could say, Okay, that felt good. Yeah. You know, like when you have a piece of candy and it's chocolate and then you get this little cheery flavor in the middle Mm. and you're like, that was different. Yeah. That was actually refreshing. (laughs) You know, like wasn't expecting that. Turns out people love that little chocolate dip and now they're coming back for more. Last year was the first year. First year, the first annual, yes. So now we're back a second time, bigger, better, um, a more enriched experience. Mm -hmm. Last year, we sold 427 uh, seats and we had two shows. Mm -hmm. And this year, we're already at 1,000 tickets sold. Wow. Offering four shows. That was back in November. Now, a few weeks later, they're almost sold out. They've got one show of the four left with tickets available. Talking about all of this makes Chanel a little emotional. And me too, actually. It's hard to explain to people who haven't had the experience of being the only one of a group in a room. So in a minute, we'll get some perspective from a few people, both on stage and off, who have been deeply moved by the Chocolate Ballerina Company. 
A Philadelphia dentist today was sentenced to 22 years in prison and fined $100,000. This was just unbelievable. You gotta understand the genius in Larry. Nobody was doing coke at this point. No one could believe that this highly educated, young, handsome man was this kingpin drug dealer. This is Wolves Among Us, the Larry Lavin story. A documentary podcast from C13 Originals, a Cadence 13 studio. Listen now on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Johncast. I'm Sabrina Boyd-Circa. The Chocolate Ballerina Company was built out of passion with the mission to open up opportunities and prove that black and brown folks can succeed in ballet. And their version of the Nutcracker is super popular in Philadelphia. But what is it like for the dancers? Um, my name is Anastasia Noble, and my role in Chocolate Ballerina is Nutcracker dipped in chocolate. Um, honestly, I have no specific role. I'm in everything. <laughs> Anastasia Noble just turned 14. She started dancing when she was five or six at a different studio in Philly, and she quickly fell in love with ballet. When I was dancing, doing all these different styles, ballet really just like it just caught my attention. Yeah, like just like the turns, like the beautiful little tutus people wear. Yeah, it's just okay. I can't even put it into words. It just made me feel like free, like I'm actually expressing myself through dance. As much as she loved it, Anastasia never really felt like she belonged in those classes. When I was younger, I felt like I didn't really fit in mm. because, you know, there was always that one group of girls who were just looking me up and down. I'm just like, <laughs> did I do something <laughs> wrong? I don't know. I'm just, I'm just here trying to dance. That's what dance is about. It's about feeling at home, expressing yourself, yeah. and just being free. She stopped dancing for a little while because of injuries. But then during the pandemic, she found the Chocolate Ballerina Company online. She took virtual classes then continued when they came back in person. And her experience with this company has been totally different. It feels more comfortable for me to dance with people who I have my skin color, people who are darker than me. I feel like just like the vibe in the room is very different. They're dancing two completely different ways. What do you think it is behind that? Is it just like a cultural style or a life experience or like what's, what's different in the dance style with Chocolate Ballerina versus other companies? Uh, when I was dancing at another company, we really just did like turns, passes, coupes. We really just worked on technique. And I noticed that when we're doing technique at Chaco Ballerina, we're more focused on actually having fun with it, not being so strict with it. To be honest, I told you before that I danced for 10 years. I hated ballet. I love watching it, just not doing it. And it was for exactly that reason. The classes were boring and strict. I liked jazz and modern, where I could be creative and dance without thinking so hard. It sounds like Chocolate Ballerina has found that perfect balance in ballet, learning the technique but making it fun, and embracing that no two people look exactly the same when they dance. No one is perfect. Like We'll make it look good, but you know that we're having fun with it and we're really just being a family, coming yeah. together, dancing. Chanel, the founder of Chocolate Ballerina, says she can see this difference in the dancers, and it can get emotional. What do you see on like the faces of young black and brown ballerinas who come in and are oh, in a room gosh. of each other? Oh my gosh, they cry. Some of them cry. It's, 
I'm actually crying thinking about it because some of them like cry. Some of them are like, wow, Miss Chanel, I, I've never been in this situation. I've never seen so many black dancers in one room. One dancer who plays Uncle Drosselmeyer in The Nutcracker came from Texas to do this one weekend show. He's like, I've never been in a ballet where everybody is black and all the staff is black. He's like, I didn't even think this was possible. It's like, wow, you know, me hearing that, it's like, it's unfortunate and fortunate because I'm like, we are not the first and we're not going to be the last. I'm sure you've heard people say representation matters. This is what they mean. Seeing people who look like you succeeding at what you want to do is important. If you never see that, it's easy to feel like you're not supposed to be doing this. If I can see that through the lens of my own eyes on the stage in front of me with someone that looks like me and share that same story, then I feel like I personally can't. But because we're displaying that this is it, this is what the future is, is inspiring these dancers to say, hey, I can go audition and feel confident and feel like I'm meant to be there and feel like whether I got it or whether I different, it was solely based on my skill and not based on what I look like or what my background is when it comes to race. This kind of representation isn't just good for the dancers. It's reshaping how we as a society see ballet. Jean-Pierre is the co-founder and marketing executive of the Chocolate Ballerina Company. But before he met Chanel in 2018, he never would have thought he'd like ballet. It was actually their first date when Chanel invited him to a show. She told me that, hey, I'm putting this show together. You should come. And I was like, okay, I'll come support. I didn't even know I was going to be interested at all. But she did it a little different and actually caught my eyes was actually it was the music was different. Then I was like, oh, this is this is actually cool. Yeah. I'm not bored. I'm not sleepy. I'm not. I'm actually the whole time I'm going to watch. I'm going to continue to watch. And it was just a bunch of people that actually just look like me. So that's mm-hmm. what became different. Um, if you don't see people who look like you doing something, you're likely to think that it's not for you as a participant or an audience member. I never went to no ballet show, so it was the first time as well. So I don't think enough people seeing this. She always had the passion for it, but not enough people seen it. So I know I had the, the ability to let a lot of people see it. Inspired by that first show, Gene made it his mission to spread the word. And now, people know the name Chocolate Ballerina Company even outside of Philadelphia. Some folks travel from New York or D.C. to see their shows, and they've taken their ballets on tour. From ATL, we did a tour over there. We did a tour at Compton, L.A. Um, yeah, so we, we're still trying to grow pretty much, trying to let a lot yeah. of people see what we do, we're actually doing. The mission here goes beyond dance. It's about what Black people are allowed to be in the public eye. And that shapes what black and brown kids get to dream of. Kids and adults, really. Chanel told me what a unique experience this has been for the lead ballerina in The Nutcracker, who's dancing the role of Clara. Her being in her early 20s and hearing someone say like, wow, you just opened my eyes to a brand new envision. Or when I think of Clara, or when I think of the Mm -hmm. princess, or when I think of a snow queen, I'm now going to see you. Versus what I usually was used to seeing. Princesses, right? Princesses. Like there are so many white princesses. So many. And they're beautiful. Yeah. But there are so many brown queens. Yes. We have to talk about all of this and be aware of how race and representation affect our world. 
But when you go see the Nutcracker dipped in chocolate, Chanel doesn't want any of that to be on your mind. This is a beautiful holiday show that happens to have an all black and brown company. But you should leave feeling the same way you would after any performance that you loved. That's really what it's about. Yeah. We could talk about color all day when it comes to ballet, but that's not what's important. What's important is that dancers of all colors, brown, black, whichever, they're placed on a platform to inspire. And when you walk out of the theater, you know, you felt something mm -hmm. and you want to come back because you want to feel it again and again and again. We're about a week out from the show now, and it's running one weekend only, December 17th and 18th. So if you're listening to this in time and you want to check it out, we'll put a link to the Chocolate Ballerina Company's website in our show notes. You can also find more information there if you're interested in getting involved with the company in any way. There are details on classes, events, and how you can sponsor a ballerina. The Johncast is a production of KYW News Radio Original Podcasts, and it's made in Philadelphia by Tom Rickert, Brian Seltzer, Myron Kaplan, Holly Stevens, Bibiana Correa, and me, Sabrina Boyd Circa. Thanks to everyone at the Chocolate Ballerina Company for talking with us, and to Brian Butler for coordinating. We'll have some behind-the-scenes pictures of the Nutcracker rehearsal on our website and Twitter. Follow us at The Johncast and check out the link in our show notes. And if you like what you're hearing, make sure you follow us on the free Odyssey app or your favorite podcast player. Maybe even drop us a review if you're in the giving spirit. Thanks as always for listening. We'll be back with another story next week.